0: La la la. la, la. Hee-haw-ha, hee-haw-ha. So Peter made coffee in a copper coffee pot. Picker pickle,
1: pick a pepper. Motherfucker ain't gonna get this pussy.
0: Alright. <clears throat> How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? I'm ready to announce to you for days. Okay. My, 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 <laughs> my
1: cheeks are ready. Well, not well no not like that. Like my <laughs> 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 my, Time my, my mouth cheeks <laughs> okay <laughs> oh my my cheeks are not up for sale they're not for lease are you sure fuck from our earlier <laughs>
0: conversation this <sides. laughs> shit no
1: this no too much. get away oh my god they're not for sale okay <clears throat> no we were doing fuck we had barbecue Oh, yeah. And it's very, it's sitting in my Like diaphragm or trachea. I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> he doesn't know that. Adam. I don't know what this is. But so we're trying to open up, <clears throat> loosen up, digest, do some mouth exercises
0: yeah. for like acting. I need to be. Cl- Shut the fuck up! We're <laughs> acting. We're actors. We're broadcasters. Yeah, I made fun of I made fun of my brother for all the shit that he did. Now look at me sitting in my best friend's room, fucking doing those same <laughs> exercises. <laughs> la, 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 la. And then this man says his cheeks are ready. <laughs> <My> cheeks? <laughs> the cheeks are ready to go. The cheeks are ready to go, oiled up and juicy.
1: Okay. <clears throat> okay. The same. We have a problem. <laughs> what is it? There's there's not good Muslim representation in the media. Yeah, and so I think in this trying time, it would be selfish of me to keep doing a podcast. <laughs> okay, well, let, hold on, hold on. I, I don't think I have the guts to be an actor given my past performance on the podcast. Okay. I'm gonna pitch a movie idea. A movie idea. Yeah, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna help raise Ahmed. I'm gonna pitch this to him. I'm gonna DM him. Okay. So do you want to hear it out? This yes. is my swan song episode. Okay, you know those Hallmark movies where like a Manhattan corporate girl goes back home mm-hmm. for the holidays. Okay, so let's start with that premise, right? Okay. She is head of HR at Deloitte. Okay. I don't. I don't know if they have a Manhattan branch or, or they whatever.
0: Do. They do. <laughs> yeah, oh, they you do. looked into this? Have looked into this? Did, did you apply? I've looked into Deloitte. <laughs> okay. i have not applied yet, but yes, Continue. I know they have
1: one like in uh, Reston. Okay. Yeah. So she. We'll call her. Give me a white girl name. Becky. Becky. <laughs> Rebecca. <laughs> Becca? Okay. Yeah. So, she does yoga. She's like in her early 30s. You know, okay. she's like fit. Her pussy is waxed. All right? She's strong. Good savings account. <laughs> good 401k. No, she's ambitious. She's like, she's a fucking girl boss. She's she's amazing at what yeah, she does. Okay. Her boyfriend, mm-hmm. uh, we'll name him Tommy. Okay. Okay, now he is a portfolio manager at BlackRock. Okay. Also in Manhattan. They definitely have a Manhattan one. Yeah. Okay, so they're dating, right? And the movie opens power up. Power couple, huh? Power couple. Well, for now. Okay, <laughs> so what happens is they're getting lunch. Okay. And, you know, he's more of a homebody than her. He's got more of, like, a, that country spirit because he's from Nebraska. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's from, like, a rural part, too, but she has disdain for that part of her life. And so Tommy starts asking Becca, honey. It's Christmas Do you want to come home with me? Do you want to You know we've been dating together For two years I would love to Time you to meet the family. parents And she says No I I don't want to Okay Okay And they get into a fight Right Keep in mind This is going to happen Like five minutes of the movie Okay And they get into a fight And what really does it Is that He says this Horrific line <laughs> I don't even believe In the wage gap You make more than me And that That fucking sets Becca off Okay Becca Leaves, walks out. She pays the bill too because she does make more. He's really made, relying on her, definitely which more. doesn't make. Sense. He's a portfolio manager at BlackRock. So she she's head be, of HR. I don't know how this job works is I don't this know lot. what HR this is, but <laughs> it's it's happening. And so she's so flummoxed and flustered and like heartbroken. Not heartbroken, but like upset. Like why did I stoop for such a mediocre man? Yeah, I'm a fucking boss. Yeah. So she goes back home to um, Westminster, Maryland. How about that? Or <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, no, 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 Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. This is actually okay, no, this is Michigan, okay, in Michigan, a lot of Muslims in Michigan, a lot of Muslims in Michigan, shout out Michigan. And so she goes home, she hasn't been home in like five years, she still has correspondence with her parents, whatever, right? Gotcha, and they're happy to see her. And they say, Oh, we have honey, we have new neighbors. There's a bunch of Muslims, right? And she's like, Oh, they, you know, and and my Becca is a a kind sweeter, she. She's, she's not one no of those okay, Yeah, her okay. parents are super cool. No, there's no. This is not about them being racist. Definitely not that. She's an HR, so she's good with that. Yeah, she's very good at that. Even if she doesn't personally like him, she knows how to manage yeah, that. Yeah. And so she's home. The Muslim neighbors come over, and they're very nice and sweet. And she appreciates that. And so her parents ask her, "Look, honey, they're doing this charity drive at the mosque and a blood drive. You take some of this, like peach cobbler over there, just <laughs> as, like, a show of good faith." Right. And Becca's like, "All right, mom." So she goes there. She feels out of place, but she also sees like a
0: sense of community and spirit. This is the best Muslim representation I've I've seen. I know in this years. white woman named Becky. Right?
1: <laughs> oh, hold on. So, so she goes there with a peach cobbler, and she doesn't know where to drop it off. She's very confused. This dashing six foot one man with a skin fade and beard. Comes in. His name is Abu Bakr. All right. You've <laughs> seen thirteen of them you've, already. You've today. seen all of them at Darna, <laughs> yeah. and he comes in. It's like, oh, can I help you out? And she's like, yeah, I'm looking for the Imam. I'm supposed to give him this, and he's like, okay. And they start riffing and and laughing, and, and she's laughing. First genuine smile in months, mm-hmm. right? Because. Tommy wasn't doing shit. He had chipper. a dickhead boyfriend. Yeah, he had a dickhead boyfriend. So Abu Bucker's is like, well, he's doing. He's he knows what he's up to. Yeah, Abu Bucker's a strong name too. Yeah, I like oh, strong. It's strong as an yeah. odds. Strong, handsome, good job, good kids, good family, God. Like most man. Muslim men like are. Like most Muslim men. There we go. And so, you know, over time, no, I'm, I'm giving the plot the the fucking. The summer screenplay. Here. I'm giving you the,
0: the. Is that the word? Screenplay? Screenplays like would be the entire thing, which seems like you're. Doing. Like the rough draft. <laughs> yeah. What's the, okay. Yeah, so I'm giving first, you the rough draft. first edition screenplay. Yeah. So basically, Direct and keep in mind,
1: I'm, I'm prepping this as like a trailer, like you would see like at another movie theater. Okay. Thing, I like right? this. So it starts off like that, and then it's a bunch of scenes of them laughing together and stuff. Like a little
0: montage. Yeah. Having fun. It's like rom com yeah, too, yeah. so
1: it's like. Ramadan's cup. This is going to be like a version of Ramadan where it is in winter, right? Okay. (laughs) So it's going to be like, you can only drink water from sunrise to sunset. He's like, "Uh, Becca. And so there's like a tagline. It's like, he saved her because she starts praying. And she's like, this feels so haram, but I know it's so halal type (laughs) thing. Right. And so keep in mind. Oh, I forgot this important point. This movie takes place in like 2014.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So this is how all happening. And then the next tagline is now it's her turn to save him. Oh and Lord. then she walks into his apartment because they're gonna have dinner and he has like this thing open on his laptop. He's like, oh babe, I'm gonna be like late tomorrow for the date because I'm meeting up with some of the other Muslim guys. We're going to a new group. And she's like, Oh, what's going on? It's called ISIS. Oh Lord. <laughs> and so now Becca has to save Abu Bakr from being radicalized into ISIS. <laughs> This white woman is going to save Abu Bakr.
0: This took a very radical turn.
1: Okay? And so but it's, it's gonna me. feature music from like Lin Manuel Miranda. All right? <laughs> and so you're gonna see this like fucking light skinned Muslim man who is like blonde hair and blue eyes start rapping. He's like, yo, 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 I got 99 problems, but he got 99 names. That's my boy. Right? And it's gonna be this, this beautiful, triumphant story. About a white woman saving a Muslim man from depravity and getting killed by the CIA. Okay. That's my pitch of Riz on it.
0: That's I think what we should do. You think that you think that you think this entire story is gonna get him? I think this will get him and this will stop the
1: bad portrayal of Muslims in the media. Okay,
0: listen, uh-huh. I think I was fucking thought out. Uh huh. I you think put so some too. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I will say mm-hmm. the, This is foolproof. Is it? It's well. Uh, share, please. Okay, I'm gonna l- let me ask you a question, right, Mr. Director Saddam. Test run. This is man thinks he's a. Uh, you've been watching one too many Martin Scorsese movies. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, like that's actually really fucking funny. Like, like having a Hallmark movie that's say like a, a white girl, a white woman saving saves, her. Them, saves <laughs> a Muslim guy from joining ISIS. That's actually fucking hilarious. But, Abu,
1: you can't go to. <laughs> you can't work with uh. What's the name? You you
0: you're gonna go to Abu Ghraib.
1: Oh my god! There you go. The cheesy lines write themselves. Yeah.
0: She's like, have you fucking seen what they do to you guys in Guantanamo Bay? <laughs> was the last Bush administration not enough for you to learn the difference? <laughs> no, nah, but honestly, that's, that's a really funny idea. Um, I don't think Riz is going to be that interesting. Why? Being Why? Because I- I'll say two things. And You're not is, a
1: visionary like him.
0: Uh, probably not, man. I might, he, I might he, just be really fucking was a, boring. There's a difference <clears throat>
1: between the three of us. You, me, and my good friend Riz. Riz yeah. I-, I DM'd him three times. So we're friends already. Right? Did he respond? Don't fucking worry about that. I don't respond <laughs> to my, not I don't respond to my friends' DMs. Okay, you honestly leave me unread sometimes. I, you know, that's fine, right? So the difference between you, me, and Riz is that two of us are directors. Hmm. You are not. Okay. So you cannot understand. i like, not the I'm, metaphor.
0: I'm just not at that heightened intelligence level. You've not I apologize, reached my brother. I feel like time out. Is this a, is this an antidote from your life? Did some white girl save you, Saad, from joining ISIS?
1: <laughs> First of all, I don't do shit for women. So no white, no white woman. A white woman tries to save you from ISIS. Like I'm going harder. Um,
0: <laughs> You're one of those people. Hey, don't do it. Oh, I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm gonna do it. Don't come. I'm gonna they, come. Hey, no,
1: don't do that. Your permanent record. The FBI is gonna get you. It's like FBI.
0: Damn. FBI is already looking. at FBI's this. FBI is already looking at this.
1: But yeah, that's my pitch because I heard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not like a particularly news sensitive guy I don't pay attention to politics but I've heard that like you don't pay attention to politics I don't pay attention to politics <laughs> yeah. but i heard that Muslims we've got a bad rap I uh, thought everybody liked this
0: uh, yeah, I wonder you know why. how many
1: different kinds of people I see at hookah bars yeah I see Asians
0: mm-hmm. I see the whites mm-hmm.
1: I see the blacks mm-hmm. I, I don't see indigenous people which... you know
0: how many times my office has ordered shawarma inside there I you felt go. so represented there you go it's the food. is the representation. This is for a me. culture shock for me. Yeah, they're like, you know what? Let's let's just feed this little Muslim boy some shawarma, like underpay him and just call it call it a day. <laughs> and I feel good when I go to sleep at night. Yeah, you got some like tzatziki resting
1: in your stomach. Yeah, what do you need a four hundred one k for? Yeah, he doesn't need it. You don't need. He, what do you need? Benefits, no profit share. He doesn't need no bonuses. But yeah, we are talking about. Um, if you didn't hear, something tragic happened last week. With it was in Canada, right? Yep. I, I I initially kept thinking it was like London for some reason. There was one in London as well. Oh my god! Uh, I have to make another movie pitch. Yeah. Oh my this god! One's set in London. This one's gonna be set in London. This time it's gonna be about a um they convert a pig to Islam. <laughs> a literal like it's gonna be like Charlotte's Web. It's
0: gonna it's the pig. The, name the, it's the spider be is
1: like... Muslim and he converts the little pig to Islam. Yeah. All right, so I need to now every Muslim hate I'm has to do another. Riz is gonna be so upset with me, but he's gonna—he know, knows I'm doing the good work.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think you're on the same page as Riz, but maybe a little slightly on the other side of the page. When you get to my right creative
1: right? level, you then you talk to me. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll you make go. sure that
0: where that happens. But, uh, but yeah, that. And just, I mean, this is a really good point, right? Like, you thought that this was there was just one incident in Canada, and that's the one that I've saw, I've seen a lot too. But there was also one in London. That's why it was. It was kind of conjoined together because it was the same week. Yeah. Um, and the one in Canada, obviously, us being neighbors with Canada, is our news sources are going to pick it up first. But not even like a ton of news sources. More like Muslim-centered uh, news sources are really the ones that kind of brought at the attention.
1: At MVS. Why is that one like MVS Slim? Right Or something like The uh, suburb one One of them has like be, a V in it
0: You know what You know what that might be What You know how How in Palestine Like the Well still going on But the Palestinian And Israeli conf- That is in conflict The apartheid that's happening Yeah you, When you, when people were posting About Palestine When uh-huh. they would actually Fully spell out Palestine yeah. Instagram would like Block it Or like Sub like submerge it In other things So people started posting Like P dot yeah. Palestine Or something I feel like they might they, that, that might have been a trick To like get more out there Instead of something That's like Literally spells out Muslim They yeah. probably just put a v there Just to um, Cheat the algorithm Maybe they just thought It looked cool I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no, gonna no, I'm, 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 I'm going
1: to go out limb and say they thought it looked cool. And you know what? You're probably a dummy for thinking that. <laughs> whoever, what, content creator who's like doing this work, um, I'm going to take you down. I'm declaring war on the at Muslim it's So I'm going to write whoever. a movie about you. I'm going to write way. a movie about you. You're the pig that's getting... <laughs> I should not be saying that. <laughs> oh, okay, so basically we're talking about after that horrific accident, which you've probably heard at this point, Riz Ahmed came out with this initiative. His central contention is that... As somebody who's – is, is he considered someone in Hollywood? Yeah,
0: 100%. I, I, if you're like – he's from the UK, right? He's from the UK. He's a Pakistani UK citizen. Um, mm. But he's very prominently like Pakistani. Like he's, he's, he reps Okay, it. so as that. somebody in media, as somebody in like high-profile
1: media, his basic argument is that what – from my platform, I think what I can do is change the representation of Muslims in media. Not him individually, but he wants to start a campaign for that, right? Yep. And I think a, quite a few Muslim actors and personalities have signed on to that. If you guys have seen Rami on Hulu, I think Love I saw his name show. on there, which Rami is really good. Yeah. And actually, I want to use Rami to talk about something, how I feel about this as well. Um, they're basically, they're going to say, we need more popular, not popular, better Muslim representation. And it's not a matter of quantity, I think. Authentic
0: Muslim representation. Yeah,
1: It's not a matter of quantity, <laughs> because frankly, if you look at like the number in terms of like, Muslim roles right now, because there's only 1% of the U.S. Po- if we're using the U.S. as a magic, right? Yeah. 1% of the U.S. population approximately is Muslim, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at, like, kind of an aggregate of, like, roles that are being produced nowadays, it's about 1% of Muslim. It's not quantity that's the issue. Like, it's, it's theoretically, if we had to, like, say it's the right or wrong, it's about where it theoretically would be mathematically, right? It, that's obviously assuming a lot, right? But it's more so the what are the roles? Mm-hmm. And then you get to like 50% of these are just Abu Bakr. Okay. What if Becca in the dark timeline mm-hmm. could not save Abu Bakr? Yeah. He took that flight to Iraq. Right. And it just, she never saw, she goes back to Tommy. They get a divorce. Right. I have a sequel written up too. And that's going to be, <laughs> that one's see. purely for the white people. Yeah. That, that one I got for the white people. You're going to get the whites on that. I'm going to get the I'm going to get everybody. Satisfy them real yeah. quick. yeah, hey, man, I'm a look big picture, big market okay. monoculture. So, it's basically how do we get more representation for Muslims in roles that are not based in obviously terrorism is the obvious one, but I think there's a lot of other stereotypes. The common one that you hear a lot, and Muslim women especially point this out because it's really true, is like this demur. Muslim hijab wearing girl. She's oppressed, and she's like oppressed. I don't want to be this. I want yeah. to be. And usually, like, like the implication is like, I want to be like a slut. Like yeah. that's that's usually yeah, like, 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 I'm the gonna thing take it off and suck
0: dick right away. Yeah, like, Yo, which is like, down. you know, power to you if you want to do that. But it's, it's like bizarre that that's always the way they do it. Yeah, I think it's because I I think this goes back to something that's been happening in the United States in the past twenty years. Let's say, you know, since um, since the Afghanistan Iraq war has happened, since nine eleven has happened. There has been this glorification of the military, of war, and just portraying these young men and women who are in the military, who, you know, have a great sacrifice. I I agree with all that. Like, it takes a special kind of person to. Yeah, they're pussies. I I could do that. uh, I wouldn't do that. That's the thing. Maybe they're just. I wouldn't, but I could. You're not going to see me do that. Yeah, you're not going to see me do that either. But it's, it's some kind of like glorification of that. And it's the byproduct of that is racism towards Muslim people because. They're out there fighting in Middle Eastern countries, so all they see is Muslims. So they're like, okay, let's let's put Muslims in movies. Let's make movies about war. Mm -hmm. Like they literally, this is a joke that happens all the time. Like America will literally go bomb your country and then come back and make movies about oh how sad their soldiers are for making it. And in those movies, there's Muslim representation, but it's not the one we're looking for. Kind of a tangent thing. There's this really funny.
1: I don't know where this went, but basically last year. During the pandemic, like I want to say November ish, Mm -hmm. there was a story that Hillary Clinton and her daughter are like uh, opening a a movie studio. I think it's already open now. And they're looking into producing a movie based off this book written by this um, Kurdish Syrian woman or Libyan Syrian Libyan uh, Syrian Kurdish Syrian woman talking about like female soldiers Mm -hmm. in Syria. Right. And so Hillary Clinton's studio and like probably by her executive decision wants to make this into like a powerful feminist story. The basic problem is that Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State.
0: Yeah, what? So, she, what, is she, what spin is she going to put yeah, on this?
1: Well, she's going to, you know, it's just, it's just about like female empowerment in like a male dominant society. But like part of the reason why everything happened the way it did is because of Hillary Clinton. Yeah, 100%. Because she was Secretary of State. Yeah. Now, I mean, if you want to get into specific details, she's not the one who gave the okay on that, like what ended up happening. But she made the pretext before she left right. to say, like, this is what I think should happen. I'm going to advocate for this as well, even after I leave. Yeah. That's a side point. Uh, keep going.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think it just goes back to um, the, the representation that we have. Right. Like I, like I just mentioned beforehand, my brother's an actor. Right. He's he went to he went to Frostburg for for theater. Um, then he went to Iowa for his master's. And now he's in New York. And, uh, you know, he's well, COVID kind of really hurt that market and whatnot. But, you know, it's it's been tough on him to find like leading roles or to find like, you know, be put in something that is not uh you know that that's that's not what he wants to do. It's always like a side character or it's always some other thing because the leading male roles that they want are tall white guys, you know, who have different backgrounds, this and that. So it just kinda leaves the actual talented Muslim people outside of those roles. And then the only roles those those kind of folks can get is oh, hey, we need like a we need like a funny side character who's yeah. Muslim. Or hey, we need you to like teach us something more about like Islam so we can kinda, you know, like this one guy is um you know it's actually a good point about Riz Emmett because in in the article that I read they were also talking about this character (laughs) in the 2017 uh, Wonder Woman movie the first one that they dropped About how there was a Muslim character in there, but they perpetuated the same Muslim stereotypes, like, where he was, like, in trouble. Low-key, just like what you just said about, like, almost joining ISIS and whatnot, like, he was a troubled Muslim, quotation marks, troubled Muslim Wait, was that the the 2017 Wonder Woman movie or the recent one? 2017, like, the one that came out in 2017. Okay. So, that's the first one. I forget the character's name. But, you know, that's the thing, that there are such little, little representations of Muslim in... Hollywood. And then the the representation we have gotten in the past 20 years has been linked to terrorism, oppression, anything of that kind of any anything of that kind of nature. And and, and it's just not Riz Emma that's kind of breaking out. And Riz Emma's is like, like you mentioned, he's the first person that's actually kind of putting together an organization and a fund. At least that we know like, on,
1: on this much, with this much of a profile. There I'm has sure there's been other people. There has always
0: been like some Muslim people do break out into the scene. And they do talk about it They're like, hey, I have trouble getting roles. Yeah. Like I, I remember li- listening to and I completely forgot this guy's um, name, uh, but I remember listening to his, his interview one time where he said that he was asked to say like parts of the Quran and like teach the uh, teach the crew like how to pray namaz and whatnot. So they could teach like the person who was pray- uh, p- portraying a terrorist in like a cell to read and like say what they needed to say. And it was so just based
1: like, on that. I'm assuming the person portraying the terrorist himself wasn't even Muslim. If he had to be no. taught. That. Yeah.
0: So it's like, <laughs> you here, can't, let wait, me, hold on. Give us the terrorist jobs at least. Yeah. Christ. Let me, let me switch this over to Aladdin. Cause I really want to make this point about Aladdin. Uh-huh. So the, the guy who just played Aladdin in the, um, the egyptian dude yeah the egyptian dude i think his name is mina masood. Yeah. Mena, mina masood mena mina whatever. yeah and super talented guy like he was doing all of his dances all of his stunts he could sing like he's like what you want to look for in like a broadway actor who can like act on screen as well after that movie came out again i saw an interview of his and he was literally complaining about how he is not getting jobs After such a big Disney movie and they and Disney, you know, didn't really like step up for him either. Like they they literally make a like a princess movie to give somewhat representation to the Middle East or the Muslim world. And they profit off of that. Then they get a Muslim actor from Egypt, Egyptian based actor. And then now he can't even get jobs and they're not even like trying to hey, help I mean, him for, or whatnot. First and
1: foremost, they were cashing in because now what yeah. this is doing is like going back to their vault of like classic movies and just cashing in on the nostalgia. And they'll throw in more representation on there. Like, you're right. What we did was like a bit more problematic when we do the same movie with like a superficial coating.
0: But here's, here's the kick too. So uh-huh. here's the kick. Another report came out yeah. that the director, and I'm, I don't know the director's name, but the director and the production team for extras, for extras, they were painting people like – Giving them bronzer and making them darker because obviously this is set in the Middle East in Agrabah, right? And they were literally painted. So, like you said, at least give us the terrorist roles. Yo, at least give us the at least give us the freaking you couldn't extra even get roles. Brown
1: extras. There are so there are probably so many like people dying. South Asian Arab like Americans who moved to the West Coast who moved to L. A. Like Who'd I'm gonna make big, shit. and you can't even give them the fucking extra extra roles. You all they gotta do is just walk around like an asshole in the background. Right. You're like, no, Caroline's gonna get this. Sorry, Khalifa. You <laughs> right. you
0: can't even do that. And then you gotta spend money on fucking paint or bronzer yeah. and makeup. Yeah, which was first
1: of all, buddy, let me help you. This, <laughs> yeah. is, this is about economics. Yeah, man. Like I have my issues and and maybe critiques is a better word of like representation as something that people get hyper fixated on. I think it does need to improve, but I think the extent to which people. Think it's like the end all be all. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but really then you not. also hear stuff like this, and it's just like Jesus, no, just give them the jobs. Yeah, just give them the jobs. Like, let is us stupid. actually,
0: let us actually just see some genuine Muslim people on yeah. screen. And even if they are, even if you are not portraying Muslim folks, at least give like Muslim actors. Like so, Riz Emmet is one of the major Muslim actors who are who's out there who who plays roles that he's not just portraying a Muslim person. Yeah, like he's played. The you're you're guy. an actor. You should not always be playing a Muslim. Person. No, absolutely yeah. not. But at least when you,
1: I think you know. a, Muslim, a, a brown Muslim person should also do blackface. Let's show some diversity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> that'll do. That'll I think there. that'll do us a solid.
0: I think the only person that can do blackface and kind of get away with it in the premises that they did is Robert Downey Jr. in *Tropic Thunder*, because *Tropic Thunder* is fucking classic. <laughs> it is a classic movie. But the thing is, like, the reason he got away with that actually, is a side, like, sidebar about this yeah. is that he was playing he it was it was complete satire he was playing a character yeah and who was like a really in-depth method yeah. actor and he literally yeah. went through a well, surgical like process we, here's the thing you're right but then for a lot
1: of people the issue is that like and i don't agree with this point but their point is that satire itself is not justification to like go out of your way to cuz technically there's a point there right like you you wrote this that you wrote backwards from your punchline. They're like, I want somebody with blackface. Yeah. And so how do you create the in-text justification for that? I'm fine with that because it's clearly like portrayed with it. Like as funny, I get why people might not get be comfortable. Yeah. No, I, I
0: understand like the, 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 the history of blackface, right? Yeah. Like, but let, let's,
1: let's stay on track with the Muslim thing. Yeah. Right. So we kind of brought up Rami and if you guys don't know, that's a Hulu series. It has mm-hmm. two seasons right now. It's,
0: did he write it? He, he writes, he, he writes. directs. He's one of the main writers, but he definitely directs. And, and he's the starring. He's, um, he's the main guy. Yeah, he is Egyptian. Fantastic, yep. Egyptian.
1: Uh, So he plays, it's basically the premise of it. I'll be honest, right? When I first heard about this, I had no interest in it. Because when I hear, oh, it's about a Muslim American who's, wandering and navigating the difficulties of being Muslim and American. I roll my eyes hard because I'm expecting it to fall into the same tropes that we kind of laid out before, right? It's exact gonna be like point. a Muslim guy being like, Oh, um uh I wanna like have sex but I can't and then like the girl wears a job and she like d- feels oppressed and is like always aiding and abetting like very specific manner. Because narratives. that's what you've been used to. That's what I'm so used to, right? And then Cher was like Talking glowingly about it, I was like, Bro, I don't know. And then one time I was with you and you just happened to be watching it. Yep. And you were like four or five episodes in.
0: And you started late in, you started like mid season too. Mid season was late yeah, in. I so I was, was just
1: like, All right, I watched you. And I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. This is never mind that it's incredibly funny.
0: Yeah. Really well written.
1: But when you, if you want an example of like, Well, what would a media project that portrays Muslims as like actual human beings look like? Rami exactly why because it's not because I think sometimes people conflate good representation with like let's just make a character who's like has no flaws right it's just insanely like good everything to do so <laughs> they're just like flawed. the perfect person it's like that's not a character Mm-mm. that's that's not a character that is just like you dealing with your
0: like fantasies at fantas- that point. It's just like a fantasy for <laughs> yeah. you
1: like no this is an actual like this is a person who has pitfalls, who has strengths, who has weaknesses, who succumbs to uh, his vices <laughs> his, his, his vice. and all the characters have to deal with that. Yeah. And they do the Muslim Such identity a informs a lot of their struggles. Yeah. Right. But it's not always some, there are some episodes where I think they do a worse job than others, yeah. but for the most part it's, it's relevant, but it's not the central thing. Yeah. Like I think one of the best episodes, one of my favorite episodes is with the mom in the first season. When she's an Uber driver. Yes. And it's so good because it's like, yeah, you can... It's specifically about, like, a woman who's kind of being left alone by, like, her husband who, like... She's a hardworking domestic, like, immigrant mother. Right. Right? And so she, like... Needs an outlet for a social life or anything because just the way her family unit is structured, she can't find that. So she starts working not only to make another, uh, make more money and feel some semblance of independence, but also to build something resembling a social life. Yeah. And the way and that they play sad to see, and though. it's very yeah. sad, but it's also it's sad, it's funny. They play it up in a lot of different ways, but it's amazing what they did there. And then oh, the one with the uncle in the second is <laughs> yo, really,
0: that one was a great that was a really good uncle one. The Nassim
1: but, yeah. That and Rami himself is like. There are certain times where I kind of roll my eyes because they do a little bit too much of the, like, oh, I'm both and I don't. Like, sometimes, like, no one like Rami would really exist. Yeah. There's sometimes where you go too far, right? Yeah, but a get, lot of times it's also, it's so good. First of all, just watch the show if you haven't. I yeah, think please. I, I think they're making a third season.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot—not a lot of Muslim people have watched that show because yeah. maybe you guys don't think. Like, I feel like Hulu, uh, Hulu is known for their shows, but there's so much stuff on so many platforms yeah. that you kind of just get lost. But Rami is a great show because, like all the things that Saad basically said about it, is that my my takeaway is that it, it's it's an honest authentic Muslim experience the show is named Rami and it is literally about Rami's life like it's not about like he and this is what I love about it too it's like He's not saying that, hey, I'm Muslim, I go through this, so everyone else goes through this. He is literally just saying, hey, this is what's happened in my life. Hey, this is when I had a girlfriend, when I wanted to do this, when I wanted to do that. This is is the type of shit that's happened. And he's made it comically funny. He's made it, like, just witty and very emotional at times, too. It, It
1: is principally focused on writing characters and writing human experiences before it is about, like... I just want Muslim representation yeah. for the sake of because if that's your starting point, mm. you're going to end up using the stupid tropes, right? Yeah. Like, and they still they still lean into a little bit. Like you like only a Muslim based show would have a 9 11 specific episode. Yeah. Right. Like white people are not going to have an episode like that because like that. I mean, they might in the sense that like. Oh, I'm sad or whatever, right? But which, I mean, you should be. <laughs> yeah. But specifically for that angle of like a Muslim family
0: in in New York, New in Jersey New area,
1: in that area,
0: being very young,
1: it's very important to have that context. But still, you know what, Rami does a really good job of. It's not just about like, <laughs> oh, they treated me differently. It's also like, no, guys, I was like going through puberty when this happened. So that experience in my life was intertwined with this a culturally relevant thing, yeah. And it was a very specific moment for me as a person, yeah. It's something like unique to Rami as a as a human. And it's really
0: funny what they do. Yeah, no, that that's exactly why I was laughing because I just remember the episode. But it's so unique to Rami that yeah. you can – if you if you were a Muslim around that age or a similar age at that period, you can relate to that. I, I moved in 2003. So before – sorry, after 9-11 yeah. happened, we came in 2003. And I've mentioned this in a previous episode where my brother – our last name is Hussein – so our one of his elementary school teachers literally called him Saddam. I don't know if it was an accident. If it was on, obviously you can't just say that on accident. You were, like that, you were that's thinking a, about that's some a weird accident.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's like a Freudian slip.
0: Yeah, no, a hundred percent it is. So she's like thinking about like, yo, am I in danger with this kid yeah. in class? She's like, oh, I'm about to get fired. Yeah. So when you when you see someone else who has a completely different experience, because Rami, like, just to say this. But when, when 9-11 happened, like, Don't, or the, the- Bury the lead a little bit. Don't, like, give it away too much. Okay.
1: Yeah. No, because like, if people are going to watch it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's I, won't, I won't it's, it. it's, the, the key point is that he was going through puberty around the same time as 9-11 happened. Yeah. And his issues with puberty were happening before 9-11. Yeah. Just, that's all yeah. I'm going to say.
0: I, I, w- I just want to say one thing, okay. which I just thought was really funny, where <laughs> I think it was, like, the day after 9-11, or it was the day. And because he didn't have a cell phone, his mom gave him a walkie-talkie. In okay. class, <laughs> so his like when 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 I guess when nine eleven happened, everything went down. St- st- you know, stuff was kind of really crazy around here. So his mom, like, it was a big ass walkie talkie in his backpack. She was like, "Rami, Rami, where are you?" Speak, speaking speaking uh, Arabic, and Rami is just in class, just fucking petrified yeah. because everyone's looking at him because all on all, all on TV they were like terrorist attack, terrorist attack, and it was a terrorist yeah. attack, but. But yeah, Rami is a great show to watch for like an actual authentic Muslim representation. Yeah.
1: I, I think we've done enough of like gloating, giving lip service and giving like, you know, coverage to, to Rami. G- yeah. If you if you haven't gotten the memo, go watch it. Yeah, if definitely. you've already seen it, then maybe watch it again. I've, I've been considering watching it again. Um, but, you know, all this came from this conversation of Muslim representation in media. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can broaden out a little bit. There's a, there is this question about how do represent how does representation of minority roles affect the way we perceive them? And is that like a solution to social ills, right? And so and this will provide a little bit of pushback. Not like a ton. I'm not like coming mm-hmm. from a completely different angle. Just offcutting it a little bit. One of the things and I think I think to make this the most salient was that after the huge Black Lives Matter protest last year, mm-hmm. and what was that May? April, it was like two or three months yeah. into the lockdown, it was like yeah. George Floyd's death, right? Mm-hmm. And then Breonna Taylor. And so everybody was like, you know, hooting and hollering. What do we do? How do we show allyship and amplify black voices, everything, right? And so one of the things that it went from defund the police and abolish all that stuff. And it slowly, slowly, not completely, because there's always going to be people advocating for like the more substantive policy things right. but then you started getting a lot more like once companies and like influencers and brands started getting involved it became about representation yeah it became about do should these white voice actors play poc roles right and which on on some level like yeah it is bizarre that like if you have a, a Character who's clearly supposed to be black or African American, right. and they're a cartoon character. It's weird that there isn't a black person behind that. Mm-hmm. That is an issue. Like I was, I say yeah. that straight up front just to cut any like criticism off.
0: Yeah, I 100 agree. But but
1: why is, did
0: that become like the
1: bulk and fixation of people's like attention? Because fundamentally, that's only going to really affect like the few people in the positions to get those roles to mm-hmm. begin with. It's not like that. How is that stopping police violence? Yeah. How is that stopping the car state? How is that stopping like? Uh, drug sensing and, and uh, sensing minimums yeah. Cash bail Any of that stuff
0: Which honestly none of that has changed yet
1: None, none of that's going to change for a very long yeah. time Because all the energy Keeps getting diverted to actual serious action Because people realize like One it's difficult to do It is difficult to do yeah. It's going to require like a restructuring of your life mm-hmm. Instead it's about Well actually let me just go on Hulu Let me go on the Black Lives Matter section And just watch 10 different movies Yeah I had this conversation with my friends a couple months ago and that Amazon show, which was a rip off of us or, you know, the Jordan Peele movie, that's Mm -hmm. not get out. yeah, 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 You know, the Amazon movie, that was like a show that was like a rip off of it. Yeah, yeah. So that came out and there was obviously there was like the criticism that you clearly ripped off of Jordan Peele's thing, right? And there was also this point that you're just cashing in on black violence, Black Violence trauma. of black people.
0: That's I've I saw something very specific, and I had friends of mine yeah. talk about this where they were like, "Yo, I am black friends too." Yeah, they were like, "Yo, I'm tired of seeing yeah. these movies made on black trauma." Yeah, like, are you insane to yeah. be making like they literally tried to make this um. It was like a comedy movie where this it was kind of like um, ah, shoot, I forget that movie name, but the premise of the movie was like. This guy wakes up every single day, lives the same life. And every mm. single day in the beginning, he runs yeah. into a cop who kills him yeah. at some point during the day. Jesus and Christ. it's like, yo, are you out of your mind? Like, yeah. why are you? We know what's going on. Yeah. Like, that's that's just like cashing in on black well, trauma. That, and it's it, that's the thing. Right.
1: So my friend and she's Pakistani, right? She's not black. She yeah. like asked an earnest question. She was she said, is it wrong that I am tired of seeing this? And I merely said, like, no, you're not wrong because I don't think most black people even want to see this. No, they don't. The people making these decisions to determine that this is what social justice and liberation should look like are like in boardrooms. Mm-hmm. They're like fucking nice, wealthy influencers. Mm-hmm. It's all branding. This is all just different ways of like commodifying black trauma and black violence. I got, I got some.
0: It's ver- a very personal, like, like anecdote uh-huh. from my life. Is that shoot? I won't say my company's name, but I work in corporate <laughs> America because I don't want to get fired. Yeah, <laughs> to be completely honest, um, even though I'm like he works Fuck. at Hot Topic. <laughs> yeah, let's say that. Um, so, last year when you know, I it's not even just George Floyd and yeah, those are just the the obvious. Decisions. Yeah, Ahmaud Arbery and so many others, so many um, that we don't know. Yeah, so we had like a very social. Um, social justice conversations in our company, like company led where senior managers and managers were there. And, you know, it gave everyone a room to speak and how they were feeling at that time. And it created a safe space, which, you know, I got, I got the, uh, uh, like what they were trying to do. They were like, Hey, this is a tough time. It's quarantine. The, you know, socially, there's not a lot of good things happening in the United States. We have a lot of diversity in our uh, company. So, you know, this is a space for you to talk. Feel free to, you know, air your opinions. And just, however, how's everyone doing? And it was a lot of, like, politically inclined um, conversations happening. And, I, and honestly, I, I'm fucking talking on a podcast right now. Like, I led a lot of those. And I was talking, and I actually got a lot of, like, nods from, like, seniors. So whatnot, it was on school. that day
1: that Cheryl was like, I'm going to start a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was that like, sod, we're starting a podcast.
0: <laughs> but no, the funny thing is that... They, you know, represented that aspect of things. They were like, hey, we have a lot of, repre- uh, you know, black and brown employees. Here's here's, a ch- you know, time to talk. But there was no changes at the top. Mm-hmm. If you look at the board, mm-hmm. if you look at the ex- executive yeah. boards, there is no people yeah. of color. There's no there's barely any white women on there. You know what I mean? So it's like. They gave us an opportunity to kind of air our grievances and talk, yeah. and they're like, "All right, cool," yeah. and not really actually yeah. put into effect that it, those changes. Like, okay, let's let's actually make some representation yeah. happen. Let's hire more senior black yeah. executives and whatnot. And is,
1: yeah, it, it became like here's the thing, you here's a really instrumental way of looking at this. There was a polling done around that time which showed that Republicans co sign black lives matter as an idea like around the time that happened mm-hmm. it was like overwhelming majority of them right yeah. i don't have the exact number but it was over 50% now it's obviously incredibly low yeah. so what does that tell you that means it was just like socially relevant in in to cache that yeah. and to say like yeah i'm for black lives matter because black lives matter really just meant like did you post the black square are you many people are you broadly aware that this is a thing that's happening yeah because then again it's about you diagnose that there is a problem it's not enough just to say like hey there's a problem all right but what do we what
0: what do do we do do do? what is
1: what is the actionable
0: items after this conversation
1: and also which actionable items are not particularly productive yeah because i did see a lot of people saying and I, i gotta be honest there was a lot of like poc people saying this that black people should start, like, gentrifying. They didn't literally use those terms, but they said, like, like, black people... Yeah, it was like, oh, black people should start, like, investing and opening businesses in um, uh, low-income communities. And the language, the way they talked about it, it was not, like... It was like the language of gentrification, yeah. And I think people don't realize like the problem with gentrification is not that white people are doing it. Like, there's a problem like that. So many white people are doing it disproportionately is evidence of a racialized wealth gap, right? Exactly. But the issue is that no, you're jacking up prices and and making In people neighborhoods, go homeless. Yeah, you're exactly. making people go homeless. That's the problem. Exactly. And so just because somebody is like brown, black, or whatever, or even if it's like a gay wealthy person going to a gay neighborhood.
0: You know, it doesn't, make, it doesn't matter. Yeah, right? and I think that's that, that's a really good point right into Kamala Harris, right? <gasps> My where, girl! Right, Auntie Kamala. Oh Lajunia
1: <laughs> right? Don't you come so it's like, here! So
0: it's like, it's not, it's the point about gentrification where it's not that, oh, it's a black person or a brown person doing it. It's the fact that it's happening. So it doesn't care, we don't care if it's a black or brown person. So this yep. is right into Kamala Harris. Like, I personally do not give a flying fuck that she is half dizzy and half... Black, because Go she's off, not King. doing shit, bro. Go off, King. She not first of all, she was the she was the top cop in California, you know. And she, I'm not even say failed. She chose to not like charge, have consequences for cops in California. Just, just to
1: be clear, when we say top cop, she was first district attorney of San yep. Francisco. Like that area, and then Attorney General of the state of the state. Yep. So like, she, so was she not, had power. She, she was had, the
0: number one person. She
1: had agency to do what what that power was, what she wanted. Yep. She made, and even like her staff, they recommended around the time of the two thousand eight financial crisis, they recommended her to prosecute um, Steve Mnuchin's firm mm. because they were like committing serious usury and like jacking up interest rates for like old retirement homes yeah and she chose not to yeah her staff literally said you should do this right and she said no there's a class action lawsuit also that she didn't sign on Mm -hmm. right so by the logic of representation you would think oh just because she is like a poc how people how people represent representation like oh this is really
0: good but it's like yo time out like she's also somebody who like
1: traveled up the political system it's also like when you say stuff like that you're There is, like, something weirdly racist about saying, like, oh, actually, all POC women are all POC or all whatever are good. Yeah. No, I look at them as, like, individuals. Yeah. And I recognize that she's made choices. This is her politics. This is her worldview. And maybe it's just because she thinks she has to do this Mm -hmm. to, like, stay politically relevant. That's fine. I don't think it's a a good justification, like, throwing people in jail for her political career. I'm fine with you not advancing your political career if it it means, like, tens of thousands of people's lives are not ruined. That's representation has its there's elements where it matters There's limits it has serious limits no serious limits yeah. a lot of limits yeah. if you've already done the work to say that these are white supremacist institutions mm-hmm. and positions of power then what does having a brown face or black face or what or like asian face because she perpetuates all of those. she perpetuates all the same things because yeah. that's a function of like her power is afforded to her by that white supremacist seat
0: mm-hmm. right so, come on, man. Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying, mm-hmm. it. let's go. It, 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 you know, it's an issue when, um, when a eighty some year old Jewish white man is advocating for more people of color yeah. in the yeah. in a much better way, yeah. and than, than she is. And I've seen this a lot with Bernie Sanders. Is that he will advocate for them, but honestly, he passes the mic to them too. Yeah, you know, like he'll pass the he'll pass the mic to, uh, Killer Mike. Yeah. Who's, who's a great hip hop rapper, but also turned a social social justice leader in the past you know few years and he's an, yeah. he's an intellect too. And but honestly, like, since we're just on like politicians and whatnot, shout out to Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib. because oh. they are they are ah God. They're actual. Like leading a ring, especially Ilan Omar right now. She's really going through the ringer, which is it just this is a completely separate topic. No, 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 actually, it's not because it goes straight into how Muslims are perceived and how when she says something that criticizes the United yeah. States, it's like, oh, hell's broken loose. Like, this refugee came over here, like, blah blah blah. But then when fucking Reagan has pictures with Ayatollahs praising yeah. them back in in the 70s, and fucking what's his name, Trump goes and you know, kisses MBS's ass. It's like all okay. I, or even, even sorry, I'll, yeah. even Trump has said you. You know, the United States has done bad shit. Yeah, he's straight up in interviews has said that. Like, oh, yeah. we're not. We're, our hands aren't clean, and everybody just looked another, looked to another place. Ilhan Omar, a black Muslim hijabi exactly, refugee yeah. woman, she says something, and fucking establishment Democrats come out with a letter. Condemning them, yeah. and also Hamas came out with a letter. So oh, like- <laughs> Hamas was like, "Time out, Ilhan, Like, yeah, yeah, cool. time out. We're not as bad as them. Yeah, you know, the- they were like, weird. Please do not relate please. our struggle yeah. and our thing yeah. with yeah. like what Israel. They were was like, doing. they were like,
1: <laughs> weirdly, um, cordial about it. They're like, we appreciate like the advocacy for social justice, but she was please, like, please tell the truth. Yeah, please tell the truth. We are not as bad as them. That was so funny.
0: That's when you know where the world is just a crazy. The world. Place. The
1: world. Is- See, sometimes you hear these stories, and I'm like, no, no what director. Is going on? could ever write this. Oh, no. This is just, the, the world is chaotic, and you yeah. see this, like, come on, a terror, I'm not calling Hamas a terrorist. No. I mean, in some, they strictly are, but that does not give due diligence to the complexity of that no. issue. But basically, it's like a terrorist, an organization that does ter- like terrorist acts is saying like, thank you for the support, but be honest. Yeah. We're not that bad. Yeah.
0: Like, we don't, we're, we're, we're not blowing five. up babies.
1: We're a five, they're an eight. Yeah. Come on
0: now. We didn't kill sixty-six children in the past two weeks. Yeah,
1: I mean it's also very telling that, and I did not know this until, and I don't even know this woman's name. Another, and you might have seen this letter. Another, um, Congresswoman from Minnesota who's been in there for years. Mm. White woman, been critical of Israel for a long time. I had no idea who she was. Right? How? What's, how was it? I don't know, you know her, her name. I don't remember her name. I don't know. I don't, her name. Dude, I don't know Nobody knows about her. Right? That, and that's, and I'm glad that she's doing that work. Right. But it's so telling that it took a black hijab-wearing Muslim Muslim, woman to say something, and then everyone's like, "Oh my god!"
0: Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, please don't, don't please don't conflate America and Israel with terrorism. Like, are you no motherfuckers? America, first of all, this is my humble opinion, and I don't have to go much humble. Yeah, humble opinion, opinion. Is that That fucking America is the biggest sponsor Of terrorism worldwide baby Like Buddy that's their number one export Yeah Columbia's got
1: coffee um,
0: Saudi's, Saudi's got, got oil, oil.
1: Uh, Israel's got Sabra <laughs> And Wayfair or Did they do Wayfair? No 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 Waze Waze is the navigation app Is it really? It, it, it was Israeli oh, oh Also like Google. The fuck are they no, mapping out the world? Google, no. Google Earth Like Google Maps and App They all use Israeli tech like, if you, if you have a smartphone, you're using Israeli tech. Fuck. No, I mean, that's the thing. Like, right? Ethical consumerism is like just stupid concepts. It's like, okay, just don't have a phone.
0: Yeah. You just, you I'm go, going back to the yeah, fucking I'm flip just, phones. I'm, give me a walkie talkie. I'm just going to be like, doo. And this side's just, just going to know, oh, I think she calling me.
1: Actually, that's racist. I can't do that. I don't think that meant anything. Well, I don't know, man. Um, you don't know the you don't know the, the language to speak.
0: Somebody just in the world hears <laughs> that and they're <laughs> like what the would you call my, my wife? <laughs>
1: yeah. What would <did> you say? What <laughs> the fuck does man say? I mean, I'm, I'll just start speaking like
0: cicadas. Oh my god, speaking of those devil, bro. saw yesterday. Yeah, they're crazy. Fatty. There was a video of them like squ- like you know cuz square yeah, Oh it! my god. Bro, they're Bro, all like, that this like this a th- porn hub like looking like bang bros. there's some fucking freaks. Ooh. Seventeen years, they just like just chill. I'm and mean, then they're on. like, alright, it's my time to shine. Well, what
1: were you like when you were seventeen?
0: Think about that. Ah, dude, I probably had hormones running down if, up and down my body.
1: If I was seventeen and I saw this kid is doing that, I'd get in on it.
0: <laughs> Move away. <laughs> You're <laughs> you like, hey, let me join the fun. <laughs> let me join in the
1: fun. <laughs> that was such a I think that was in Cambodia, but I wanna see I wanna see that in America.
0: Oh, you know what? I I don't I don't think you know the answer because you're just as clueless about cicadas That's as true. I am. Mm-hmm. But like, I really want to know where are cicadas like actually native? Because I kind of like like shit like that where it's like, oh, these trees are only native to this hell. place. Or <laughs> honestly, they yeah, they're, were, they're from hell. They literally look like little spawns. So they honestly look like. Fucking like in in a movie like when shit like is didn't like in the mummy right yeah they they replace the tune with something you, and shit just comes out it's you, probably cicadas. you're playing a
1: video game there's a spooky forest level the cicadas are the main enemies in that one yeah but they're like oversized cicadas
0: right they're like, massive ones
1: because in, in case for any of our uh, sod size
0: cicadas <laughs> oh my god oh bro. oh
1: no 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 that <laughs> time out no no absolutely not and for any of our um, whatever listeners we have. Mm-hmm. For our non-Muslim listeners, if you don't know, during the month of Ramadan, Shaitan's locked up. Yeah. So I think what he's doing while he's locked up, like in that cage, like in Guantanamo, in like you know <laughs> metaphorical Guantanamo, he's making cicadas. Every year he makes cicadas. So like he makes for 17, for seventeen years, 17 them, and then he, he like lets them loose.
0: Let them go. We <laughs> forgot. Oh
1: my God.
0: We've we got to
1: introduce ourselves and say Hot Pocket again.
0: Ah, oh, shit. Okay, we'll add that to
1: <laughs> We will add that to Oh the my god, Riz is never going to let me live this down. Nah. It's like, you are not a show. This
0: disqualifies you from your directing abilities.
1: And I had such a good chance. I had such a good pitch.
0: You know, I think this is just our thing. We should just not. I think we should just. We never are do anonymous. It.
1: We're, yeah, we just, you <laughs> yeah, just don't point. know. Either you know us or you don't. But, um, <laughs> I guess we're all here. My Instagram is past the food. I'll probably put in like the because if you're listening to something on like a Spotify thing, we'll
0: we'll, we'll tag we'll, ourselves.
1: We're gonna write it there. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm not saying it out loud. Yeah. But I am gonna plug this uh, article that I wrote, which is also on my Instagram, and maybe I'll link it into the podcast thing. I basically there are reasons why I wrote this specific thing, and Cher knows why. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm, I'm set, this is like the 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 setup for something else I'm gonna write about, which is gonna get me into far <laughs> more trouble with the Muslim community.
0: Um, It'll be fun to see. I'm going to sit back and enjoy the show. I don't
1: claim this man. He's just my business partner, not my (laughs) friend. Uh, But I basically wrote about the lies that the U.S. media and government used to propagate and justify the Gulf War in 1990, which if you don't know, that we sided with Kuwait against Iraq. And then the proper Iraq invasion in 2003, because Iraq Hmm. itself was... The U.S. has been wanting to topple Saddam Hussein for a while. Another one. Another one. One, H.W. Bush, and then his another son, George Bush. Bush. I wish me and my dad had bonding activities like that. <laughs> you know, like bombing people, like toppling entire countries. Like. You know
0: the U.S. government dropped another George Bush? Is his name George or something else? It's like George P. Bush. Yeah, it's, it's, like, a it's a, a different there. letter in there, but yeah. I didn't even know another George Bush existed. But yeah, I think that's, I, that's Jeb's like, son, isn't it? I ha- dude, it's dude. I fuck, I don't know. Yeah. But He's like a Trump George guy Bush. though,
1: which is tight. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, that's that's so but that's so funny that like he's not following like the the like whatever lineage they have. It's like a Yeah, but non-Q-Anon. that lineage
0: is what gave way to Trump. Oh yeah yeah, so it's, yeah like, no, like, know, it's, like, it's like the same path. It's a superficial difference. Yeah.
1: But like it's just funny, he's like, Yeah, I'm a a a Q guy. I'm yeah. a Q and guy. Um but basically the article is about Iraq, the lies that went into it, and specifically like how bad the lies were, how the media was complicit in the lies, how you might know groups like Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International. They have a good track record. No, they tend to lie a lot when it's politically relevant. Mm. They they do participate in the lies, and then they'll say sorry afterwards. I'm using it as a reason to say we should be skeptical about um, propaganda and be more willing to say things are propaganda. What, so that's What,
0: are you, what, what propaganda? <laughs> what propaganda are you talking about? Science?
1: I think people need to actually do. And, and when I say research, I mean— actual research not just i saw a headline and i'm going to twist it in a way that conforms with my views or like not actually even read that's it a confirmation bias that's a confirmation bias about the uighur muslim concentration camps there are i'll give you the the spark notes there are bad things happening there there are human rights abuses straight up there's no real way in which you can say that's not happening genocide and forced sterilization of like millions of women uh no if you believe that you have to believe that we have to go to war there's no way you can believe that we're, there. There's a genocide happening there, without and especially when people say there's a Holocaust happening, it's like, all right, let's go to war. Let's go like, to war. Why then? not? Why would we not? Why stop are we a not? If you believe that, why aren't we going to war? And that's the key point. It's like, do they want us to co-sign a war? Mm-hmm. Beep I will write stuff up on that later down the line. Actually, the article I did write does link to something about that. Like, I make. I do. I. I was pretty happy with myself. Like, oh, this is suave. Yeah. I make a point About like Iraq It's like This is why people Should have been Skeptical about it It's happening here mm-hmm. And people don't know about it but If I like show people That screenshot They'd be like oh, I had no idea It's like yeah They are getting money From the CIA Yeah Anyways Follow Saad Follow Saad Follow share.
0: Follow me man We're gonna
1: put the plugs Into the
0: To the bios And whatnot The bios We're still working on The whole uh, marketing campaign For this Once we do get it all right Though it, Y'all will see it This is And a by bes- y'all I mean like Two of y'all that are listening. Yeah. Hey guys,
1: this is episode three. But the and the pilot sucks. But yeah, we were sh-
0: we were sharing one mic. It was two yeah. guys, one mic. Two guys, ga- <laughs> essentially. <laughs> My cheeks are ready.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah. So hopefully you guys. Whoever is listening, sticks around. Hopefully you share. Yeah, tell your friends, fam. Please, like, you know, support small businesses.
0: Yeah. This I, is, I pay, like... This, uh, is representation. this is representation. And this is authentic representation, yeah. too, like I was saying earlier. We're not we're not just plugging being Muslim and being this. Like, we're, we, we have flaws. We have different views. I am very flawed. Yeah, I can attest to that. I'm Look at my posture too. right now.
1: <laughs> Look at this. I am skewed towards the left. I'm hunched over. I have a bad tooth.
0: We, I... we fucking had... Probably barbecue from a racist place. You know, for for very woke guys, we go to a lot of racist places.
1: Look, I gotta be honest. Racist <laughs> people do it best. Like the the liberal the barbecue like, man gentrification places that have like all oh, people welcome here, whatever. The food sucks. Yeah, it it always. If you have like a, a sign that says counterculture, I'm like I'm about to pay sixteen dollars for one taco for mac and cheese, <laughs> yeah. and they're gonna call it like. <laughs> I'm not, I was gonna say <laughs> yeah. it's like very. No, I'm not gonna say anything. Yeah. But they'll give it some like spin. It's like, shut up. I want like Uncle Tom's beans and brisket mm-hmm. from like a white guy who has a, a the Punisher symbol on his tank top. All right? <laughs> and wearing a blue blue line flag. That food was amazing that we had. That food was really. That food was really good. But I think we're basically done here. Yeah. You want, again. Thank you for your time, and we'll see you next time.
0: Yes. Continue to share. Good night.